It is a time of strife and emptiness. The Star Wars franchise has been purchased by the Disney Corporation, and the new installments are about to roll out. The eager audience waits with anticipation and fear as they wait to hear about characters old and new. What happened to Luke, Han, Leia, and that guy with the, with the, the robot thing on the back of his head? Time will tell <laughs> as the Force awakens. It's Wednesday somewhere, and that means you're listening to Spoiler Alert. I'm joined via Zoom teleconference by Sonia and Sean. Hello, guys. How are you? Hi. That sounded like uh, uh, the night before Christmas. <laughs> it's just a little uh, opening text crawl here. Uh, today, we once again take you to the galaxy far, far away to talk about the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Woo! Uh, as always... As always, a, a, a full spoiler alert is in, a, is in effect, and uh, Ray's parents are very important to the story, and also not, and she's also the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine. So, just There's so you know. For some reason, just because. Yeah. Which yeah. means that so, you know, some par- poor person has sex with Palpatine. <laughs> and we and are sorry We're glad we didn't man. get to see that. <laughs> woman, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I could have I think I could have I, I think I could have watched that scene. Oh. Wow, the Palpatine sex scene. I think I could have. I mean, would there have been lightning? There's none Probably. of it in any of the series, so it's true. I, yeah, we well we we can't even confirm whether or not these people have genitalia. If I don't get best. to see if I don't get to see Poe and Finn together, I don't want to see Palpatine with anyone. Just saying. <laughs> exactly. That was the one. That was the one you were hoping for. Sunday? Yes, we'll talk about it more later. Okay. All right, you guys. Uh, as per our other episodes, we're going to get into a bit of a recap here. So, uh, Sean, Sonia, let's talk about The Force Awakens. What happens in this movie? Wow. Okay. Cute little scavenger <laughs> named Ray lives on the planet of Jakku. Yes. That's that's mm-hmm. the beginning. And then, yeah, we yep. meet the aforementioned Poe Dameron. He gets captured. He has a friend, BB-8. Who escapes with a map of Luke's location? Mm-hmm. Um, Half of a map of Luke's location. Part partial map of Luke's location. Yeah, part part of a yeah, map. We yeah, we love a partial map in this franchise. Oh, yeah. And later there's the US, like the US... a dagger with encryption on it. It gets so full on Goonies moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The USB stick ha- have been <laughs> cutteth in half, and and we we need to put those twains together. Yeah. Um, and then we also meet. Uh, a stormtrooper who has a come to Jesus moment and turns into Finn, or his named Finn. By because he's FN two eight seven or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just shimmied that I in there to make it work. Well, I like it because he names himself. What I thought Poe uh, doesn't Poe. Poe names him. Oh, yeah. I thought when he met Poe, he was like, I don't know, Finn, I guess. But all right, never mind. No, yeah, I think he said. I think he says his, his number, and then he says, "I'm going to call you Finn." Hmm. I think. Okay. And then That's there's cute. a there's a bit of a there's a bit of a jacket swap. Mm-hmm. Hashtag they're the same size. Just saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be practical for when they do inevitably get together. And they get to share clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Ray uh, and continue. Ray meets BB-8. Then Finn meets them. Then they steal the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and it's just there for some reason. Yes. Do we know why it's there? It's uh, it's it's later revealed that Han Solo lost it in some sort of mm. betting game to that guy who which he's want to do. He gives, always does. Give, yeah, yeah. It, that guy who gives out the dried bread stuff. Oh, that big scary guy. Yeah, I believe. Oh yeah, so, that yeah. dried bread stuff is fun. It just turns yeah, into it's that real. weird fun. Yeah, wait, that's, that's a real it, thing. Yeah, it's it's supposed to taste terrible, but they oh. they like made it so that it would like. Poof up and solidify. And I just then, assumed uh, that was CGI. No, it's real. Yeah. That was cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, continue on. Bread. 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 Oh yeah. Sorry. So the ship. So aside. then they have the Millennium Falcon. Then surprise, surprise, Han and Chewie try to steal it back, and then they all are friends <laughs> now. Um. And um. Basically, they discover there's another killer planet, um, another disillusioned, another Death Star, another yeah, another disillusioned like freaky kid who kills younglings. Um, 
Then they go to another cantina. They just brush off all of these things. Yeah, they're like ticking all the boxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, they infiltrate the star killing weapon. Huh? <laughs> the not death star. The not death star, but it was basically a death star. Yeah. Han meets with Kylo, who, spoiler alert, is his son. Whoa. And? Uh. <laughs> and, Sean? And then Kylo kills him. <laughs> it's actually pretty sad. It is sad. It's pretty sad. Because yeah. he's like, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> and then Han's like, you can. But then he's like, oh, wait, you meant kill me? Oh, wait, I thought we were talking about something else. It's a classic (laughs) classic crossed wires scenario. Totally. (laughs) If they had just talked in that comm link before they met up, it would have all been so clear. Um, I mean, there's a lot in the Star Wars universe that would have been solved by direct communication, but... Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the star-killing thing is blown up. Uh Blown up very slowly, classic. And Rey gets away, and... Adam Driver also gets away, and they all live to fight in the next film. Great. And they're off to see, off to find Luke Skywalker with both pieces of the map. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then yeah, they, and uh, it ends with the most awkward yeah. moment in the world, where they figure out where he is, she goes to this island, and then she holds out a lightsaber for 20 minutes, seeing if he will like accept it, it or not. It was, it, was, it was more like two years for some of us, Sean. The camera just panned around them. Like, she must have stood there for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta get... These shots are important. Um, okay, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save our, our commentary for a moment here as we jump to The Last Jedi, which is the second of the trilogy. Sonya, would you care to uh, I feel fill like, us in? I feel like Sean's better at the details than I am, slash Sh- uh, actually Sean- took notes. Okay, Sean, but, would you care to uh, fill us in? I can supplement. Oh my goodness, okay. Yeah. So this, The Last Jedi, is directed by Ryan Johnson, who, spoiler alert, this is my favorite film of the three. I really, I really like it also. That's disappointing, but we'll get, we'll wow, get to okay. it. okay, <laughs> awkward. Okay, so, Poe leads a counterattack that he was not supposed to do, that destroys something, mm. um... And it also is the death of Rose's sister, who does a very heroic bomb death, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Then I like it too. Leia is blown into space by, but then uses the oh, force yeah. to awkwardly like fly back into the into the, the ship and knock on the window and then bring her back in. Um, mm-hmm. We discover Vice Admiral Laura Dern, or whatever her name is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Holdo. Holdo. And she is now in control of the ship. Um, She's the captain now. She's the captain now, and they go into hyperspace. purple hair. But fake out, they are tracked through hyperspace, and the entire film from now on is a ship slowly moving forward, and (laughs) other things kind of happening around it, but then just like, will the ship continue moving? We don't know. (laughs) Um, so yeah, Rose and Poe, uh, and BB-8 decide to go to a casino planet to get, to find a man to, to, to to shut down the tracking device. Maz knows of a master code breaker, and she tells him to go find him at the, on this casino planet. Right, okay. Adding some much-needed political dimension to the universe, I would say, but we can get into the analysis after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the Casino Planet was a little strange for me, but, you know, it, it's fun to see a different part of the world, except for just people in army fatigue. It's a cantina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so then the ship evacuates slowly. Um, and Poe is really mad at Laura Dern because he thinks that she is not, she's a chicken. Um, and then he tries to mutiny, but then <laughs> Leia wakes up and shoots him. <laughs> it's how this Just a little. Yeah. There's Just a lot a of craziness in this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then Ray and Kylo meet Snoke in the red room 
and they have a really good. I love this fight, and all of yeah, it's, it's super good. It's one of the best, and like all of the bad guys are in with like they have weapons we've never seen before. They have cloaks that we've never seen before. Yeah, red the red knights, the red knights, mm-hmm. that red guard. That fight scene is great. It's so good. Yeah, especially and the the like the whole curtain burns, revealing a giant window. Which, like, by the way, if you've got that giant window, you're not covering it up. No, with any size of red fabric. No, there's light seepage. Even like. Sure. Yeah, Snoke, you know. Snoke doesn't uh, like natural light. Apparently, jeez, God, this guy. Snoke, he's grouchy. Snoke is also yeah. Andy Circus, which I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Oh, I very. It much makes realize. a lot of sense if you think. About it. Andy Circus yeah. plays one human character per decade. <laughs> uh, I. He was that one guy in uh, the Marvel yeah, one. Yeah, he was in Black Panther. Not in. Oh yeah. Not CGI. He did have, like a yeah. weird fake hand. But he looked good true. though. Oh, he yeah. did. Yeah, he saw. He saw. I'm not, I'm not saying like you know. I'm not. Would you, I'm not trying to would come you join for the circus? <laughs> <laughs> I just mean he looked good. <laughs> um, we should we should also add that uh, there's a whole meanwhile section mm. where Luke refuses to train Ray right. as oh, a Jedi. Yeah. I love uh, the moment at the beginning of the film when you're like, "What's he gonna do when she hands him the lightsaber?" and then he just tosses it. <laughs> makes me laugh every time. Oh my god, and it's I heartbreaking. Like his, the world that he lives in, where he like milks that gross creature. And no, we didn't out. need that also. George, no, we, I know George didn't do this, but we didn't need that. And he just like no, looks up with blue milk like dripping from his mouth, and she's like, ugh. <laughs> um, and he lives in As these, she should. these little like Mother Teresa like um, nun like lit- creatures. <laughs> They're literally like fishwives. Yeah, that's what I think of them as, because <laughs> they're like I'm, go- I'm googling fishwife. They're little medieval, but they're like little medieval looking la- ladies, but they're literally fish. So I'm just like fishwife. <laughs> okay, okay, interesting. <laughs> it doesn't make sense except to my brain. I think they have really yeah, cute creatures anyway. on his little island. They've also got and those porgs. little like, yeah. What are those porgs? Porgs. Yeah, it's because when they went to go film there. The island was full of puffins, and they were like, these are going to be really easy to CGI, and they're everywhere, so we might as well just include these. Just put a little cost- CGI costume over That's now. a good call. Yeah. I, I can just see, like, a, a young PA having to strap on, like, a, a little mask to each individual penguin <laughs> every morning. Dusting puffins. The, dusting the puffin with some face powder. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> all right, come on, let's do this. Um, okay, uh, so then people, then all of the ships that are evacuating are slowly just getting blown up constantly. Nobody is alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. I'm, I'm like, when they get to the final planet, I'm like, there's about 10 rebels left alive. Yeah. Like, nobody's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so Laura bisects the starship with hyperdrive and cuts it in half. And that part... Well, first you're like, wow, she's sacrificing herself to, like, stay on the ship so that they won't know that everybody else is escaping. They think that they're still tracking that ship. So you're like, wow, she's sacrificing herself. But then she double sacrifices herself by warp driving, warp speed, (laughs) warp zooming... <laughs> through the through the first order ship and bisecting it and exploding it in a really cool moment. Yeah. So she's a double awesome hero. when it does it and then it's just dead silent as she's like mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. Do you guys remember that moment in the theater? Yeah. Cuz I do. I do too. Just like yeah. so much noise and so much happening and then just that absence. It was mm-hmm. so good. brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Uh and how does oh, it end? So they show? land on this red planet, which is beautiful because there's let snow mm-hmm. all over the red, and so then every time someone runs over and makes a little track, this like red shoots up from the ground. It's I thought it was salt, or maybe it's salt. Mm, um, it doesn't matter. But it looked so gorgeous. I love that mm-hmm. part. Um, then Luke is suddenly there. Kylo Ren tries to kill him with a massive amount of firepower, and he does not. And we fake out, find out he's actually projecting himself there mm. to allow everyone to escape. And that's when Kylo does his epic, like, more! More! <laughs> um, and then Luke dies from the effort of 
astrally projecting. Uh, Which Jeremy 100% accepts and what, agrees with. I mean, it's what happened, but we're going we're gonna to talk about it. Okay. We're going to talk about it. Oh, and then at the end, a child uses the force to pick up a broom. And then you're like, oh, there's more Jedis. Or the force is still with us. <laughs> there you go. All right. And then finally, uh, we have the Rise of Skywalker. Sean, you want to oh take... <laughs> Who even knows? Who even knows I, or cares what happens in this film? Give us, this, this give us was, really broad strokes. Yeah, just just give us a quick over. We could just do a quick this, overview. Okay, okay. There, there's so many half half commitments uh, and everything. So basically, J.J. Yeah. Abrams tries to completely undo everything that happened in Episode Eight. Yeah, because the whole, he's mad the he whole didn't film get to make it. Retconning everything uh, that happened. It is. I would I would say I would say seven and eight, but you guys do you not know what happened there? Like, are you aware? Well, well that they gave th- that the there was like seventh one drowned. or the eighth one to yeah, they gave yeah, the eighth one to you, Ryan Johnson, and then J.J. Abrams was PO'd and well tried to sandwich uh, everything into his ninth movie. I think someone else was sort of to, like yeah. was it Colin Trevor yes. Trevorrow? Yes, that was the because he pulled out because of what Ryan Johnson did. Oh, oh, that's why. Yeah. JJ did not like it. Very publicly, he did not like right. the decisions made. But the plan was those were the three guys who were going to do oh. it. And then the third one said, like, he's wrecked you, like he's wrecked everything. That's so wow. weird, because I yeah. thought that he... Fragile. I thought that he built up such a great scaffolding. I agree. But we can, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll into talk, that. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right, Sean, give us a, give us a, uh, a okay. brief what Basically, happened. So now, yeah. Uh... They make the Kylo Ren creates a huge army of star destroyers. There's more firepower now that they can do so much. Um, Lando Calrissian finds them. They find a weirdo dagger that has Sith text on it. C3PO can read it, but he won't say it. So they get him hacked by Babu Freak. Yes. And the, then he tells them the coordinates to Palpatine, maybe. The, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's There's hiding. Yeah, who's been alive and running this whole thing the entire time? Because just because. Um, yeah. So Ray, Kylo tells Ray that he is she is Palpatine's granddaughter, making her effectively cutting off the last thing where we found out where her parents were. Nobody's, which I appreciated. Um, we find out an end to General Hux, who is a great character and my favorite. So good. Um, yep. and he is and, and revealed as a out. spy, and then immediately killed. Um, Ray stabs Kylo, then heals him. Then <laughs> Palpatine then steals a ship. Palpatine gives her, tries to lightning her, and then she kills him, and then she almost dies, and then Kylo brings her back to life, and then he dies. Like this whole half hour, and whatever, they kiss. Yes, and they kiss. <laughs> that part's important. <laughs> I I don't think it's important at all. I think it's important to me because. It's the only it's, thirst I got to have fulfilled. But we can keep but it was, going. It's was, it was so out of place. It's I know. Just like, it, just, it doesn't yeah, even... I know. Well, the whole time well, I don't think like, it's out of place, but... The whole time they're like, we're connected in a strange way. And we see... Yeah, I would argue yeah. that... As I noticed it, especially this time. There's tension the whole time. There's sexual tension between them the oh, whole I, time. I didn't get... I didn't get that ever. Interesting. Yeah, the entire time. Maybe it's... Uh, they just seem so illogical. Maybe it's size. Physical size. <laughs> he, I know, but I like that. He is a broad man. He's, <laughs> he's a delicious, he's a delicious mammoth, and I love him. When he's wearing those high, those high <laughs> pants and no shirt, he's just like he's like a wall. Anyway, at the end, yeah. Ray buries the lightsabers, and then an old woman just wanders by and says, "Hey, what's your name?" And she says, "Ray Skywalker." And then there's two okay. sons. Yeah. And then there's two sons. Little moons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's back on Tatooine, mm-hmm. right? At the old, at the old Skywalker home. Um, Rose homestead, and yeah. Finn are basically like not in it. Erased. Uh, Poe. Yep. I don't remember Poe having much of a much to do either. He he drove the ship a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. That was he's like, always yeah. just like, get in, we gotta go. Yeah, and Finn's like, <laughs> Ray, and that's his only thing he does. Oh, and Leia dies. We forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah. Leia dies. Yeah. Much, she, I think also, she should have died in episode eight, to be honest. But She also astrally projects and dies, which is like, why are you guys yeah. doing this? It will kill you. Every time it kills yeah. you. But, uh, but she did it uh, to redeem Kylo Ren 
Which also was a change because Carrie Fisher had passed away. And it becomes very evident when you're talking to her double as she's like having conversations with people and not like her back is to the camera. Yeah. Yeah. It's or totally like, insane. Just a shadowed woman lays down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, come on, you guys. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's talk generally at first here. Uh, what are your favorite parts of these, of all three? Uh, Sean, you mentioned the visuals, which I think they pretty much nailed. I, I thought I, the visuals of uh, The Last Jedi were really good. There were some uh, scenes that I, I thought, was really lag. <gasps> like the, the, whole, the red uh, red thing, I was like, this is a, yeah. amazing. And I want, to, I want to have every outfit and do this entire scene. Mm. Sonia? Um, yeah, favorites? I thought all three of them had pretty good visuals. I mean, the last one is a hot mess, but there were even still a couple moments where I was like, well, that looks pretty good. Um, I love Babu Freak, as we know. He's barely mm-hmm. in it. I think that's kind of a letdown that yeah, he I didn't even, get more I, screen time. I barely even noticed him. Well, he's in it for Everyone literally like, like two minutes. Everyone's like, this amazing new character. And Babu. I'm like, it's because he's all we get. He doesn't did do it, anything. Is, is and I was over? like, how did anyone even form a connection with Babu? Babu I Frick? did. I uh, did immediately. I but, just, but I, I love thought, his whole energy. But I thought Carrie Russell's character was way more yeah, interesting. Yeah, so we get a cool There's new character. so much more going she, on. We don't even see. And she just yeah. is like a hot bod that runs around yeah. and kills stuff. She's, I swear she's just there to be like the straight distraction so that they don't have to resolve the Poe Finn thing because this is a classic issue with Disney of queer baiting where they put in like it's I would say it's written so that it's ambiguous and so that there is some connection between Poe and Finn I saw it especially this time and then Mm -hmm. it's classic Disney so they can't make the two two of the main characters gay so they give us a background gay kiss and they give us a red herring Carrie Russell so that that's Poe's romantic interest in the last film yeah i was like and oh, i hate it this woman if it's like a re- like a back 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 ground character lady yeah she's mm-hmm. like oh my wife and i'm like who are you <laughs> yeah like Mo- i think her name's like mothma or something something like that she's but, a lieutenant um, yeah well okay we'll, we'll get into anyway yeah, yeah we'll get but so this, well this is leaking into my next question with who is your favorite new character of the three mm-hmm. Uh, I think Hawks is probably up there I for like me. I like him, even even though they absolutely destroy him. They just like they. It makes no sense, but uh, because of the whole uh, instability in its making, like there's tons of people like uh, Blicio del Toro yeah. plays this really weird kind of interesting dude. That we just that never they seem see to again. Set up for something, and yeah, they're they like, set. Ah. I swear, they set him up for a re- redemption arc, and then he just never gets one. Yeah, when he mm-hmm. double crosses them, you're like, oh, I feel like something's gonna happen with this, and then it never does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Domino Gleason as General Hux is so good. He's so good. He's like, like such an so evil, much face acting. He's evil and bitchy and like screaming and hysterical but then like <laughs> is a really good general seemingly i just really liked him and you find out at the end he's just driven by defeating kylo ren <laughs> and that's only yeah like he just yeah he develops like a serious hatred of kylo ren and is like very threatened by him and just wants him to not it's be in charge just, just a guy who hates his boss yeah really. exactly yeah. um brand of tarth um, what's her name? Uh, Gwendolyn uh, Christie. Yeah, she plays um a really good character that kind of just peters out. Yeah, I but like I don't even Sonya, I don't even know how you say that when she did nothing. They gave her nothing. You saw I know. she could have been so amazing, and we did not. She did nothing. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm just like, like she is a really good character, but like she's just good, and I like her, and like I thought that could have been interesting. And I like you're spotting, right though. There's I, so many. I like spotting Billy Lord. Who is um, Carrie Fisher's daughter? Oh yeah, she's in so she's in it so much. To be honest, she's in it all the time. <laughs> I, but like I liked, anytime they she, need like, to cut to someone, it's always her. Yeah, <laughs> and she's wearing her hair in those cute little in like the Leia like buns, and it's just yeah. a nice little homage. 
Mm-hmm. I got I to gotta Google that. I don't know if I noticed she's that. A, she's a little blonde girl. You would, it, as soon as you see her, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I saw her 47 times each Yeah, movie. she's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm leading this mutiny, too. Anytime, anytime it's, like, at the Rebels, she's, like, who they cut to. Yeah, she's um, like, they're coming in fast, officer. <laughs> yeah, I like BB-8 a lot. Yeah, um, they did well with that. Yeah. Uh, I think Poe and Finn are interesting. Yeah. And, like, I think they are good characters. No. I think they're good starts of characters. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they they needed, like, basically resetting them three times just didn't work. No. It did I feel mean, like they reset them every time. Just like, yeah. oh, Poe's a hothead but, with the juiciest buns in the galaxy, but that can't <laughs> save a character. Like, it, it would have been so interesting to explore Finn's relationship to himself as an ex-stormtrooper and like even to talk about like the stormtroopers more generally which like they kind of tried to do when they introduced Janna and all the other Mm -hmm. ex-stormtroopers in the last one but it never comes to anything oh yeah yeah, i forgot all about those and she was good too it's a serious case of meeting people that we want to hear about but can't but also you guys uh it's uh we we're (laughs) running out of time here so uh We'll be back right after these messages from our sponsors. Uh, you're listening to Spoiler Alert. Welcome back. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Today we're talking about Star Wars, but uh, before we get back into that, uh, do you guys, Sean, Sonia, do you know what time it is? Do you know? Uh, it's uh, afternoon. It's, late in the day. it's game time, people. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I am living for these air horns, these Star Wars air horns. I had to do that um, It's amazing. For those who don't know, or, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend uh, like five minutes this week uh, looking for a title related to our topic that my co-hosts have not ever seen or heard about. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time and laugh, and I make fun of them. Ooh. Are you two ready to play the game? Absolutely. Yes. This week's title is Star Wars Forces of Destiny. That title again, Star Wars Forces of Destiny. Hmm. You got any ideas, Sean? I do. So I believe that um, Forces of Destiny is uh, a modern day take on the Star Wars franchise following um, the hairstylist Destiny and and her shop, Forces of Destiny, obviously. Um, she's in a bit of a business slump, but until she discovers that she has this long dormant, uh, ability to use the force and then it really throws her life into disarray as like, um, you know, people are trying to come and extinguish her as one of the last Jedis and she uses her powers in the force and also in hairstyling to defeat them. Uh, Sean, I have a very important question to ask you. Yes. Uh, does she have... Scissor lightsabers. Um, actually, yes. This is, <laughs> okay. <laughs> her scissor tips turn into light. They're beautiful. Wow, thank you, Sean. Thank you. And they're uh, platinum, Sonya? They're, her color's oh. platinum blonde also. Of her oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, Son- Son- because, as we know, you can just retcon whatever you want into the Star Wars franchise. I think The Forces of Destiny is a romance novel about Poe and Finn's life stories leading up to their meeting, and then they fall in love. Um, like in that last scene where everybody's like running and hugging each other in The Last Skywalker, um, that's when they have their like first kiss, and then it goes from there. Wow. Like the book continues from there? Yeah, a little bit. Like, like, like that moment is the end of Act Two or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the and the rest of it is just them on the the beaches of. Uh, well, no, of there's got to be there's got to be like some conflict that arises right after the Act of End Two, uh, Act Two, mm-hmm. right after the end yeah. of Act Two. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, that then you know like drives a wedge between them, a wedge and please, mm. if you will. <laughs> and then they have to you know find their way back to each other. So. It's the Poe and Finn uh, love story that we've all dreamed of. Sonia, if you write this, this should be our screenplay. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> no, that sounds good. Uh, okay, um, you guys are way off. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, no, that's uh, so. Uh, the Forces of Destiny is a uh, two-season 
micro series. Mm. 32 episodes, each episode running two to three minutes apiece. Wow. Uh, that they put that they put on YouTube. Uh, and it's it's a premise, uh, as written by the Wikipedia article, is an animated micro-series starring female characters, such as Leia, uh, Ren, uh, Jane Urso, Rose, Ahsoka, Padme, and so on. Uh, yeah. Cool. So it's, it's like, uh, it's like a, a little sort of weird animated short thing. Focused on the ladies of Star Wars. Uh, only on, only on the ladies. Like that. This one's yeah. for the ladies. Uh, that's true. Uh, the game is, of course, brought to you by uh, the biggest theater in town, the Kramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center, at over two Millennium Falcons tall. Wow. Uh, this when it's theater, flying flat or stacked? It's flat. Too flat. Too flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it'd be six or eight tall. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how tall that thing is. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for playing the game. Uh, soon we will be back in theaters, and I miss it so much. Sooner than we think. Maybe. I've, yeah. Well, I mean, the driving thing is supposed to happen, so I'm looking forward to that. Um. All right, back to our Star Wars uh, sequel. I keep mixing up sequel and prequel. Like, yes. I in writing it, it's so uh, sequel discussion. Uh, you guys, let's let's talk about plot holes right now. Mm. Um. So uh, as we had been talking about, there's some pretty uh, prominent issues. With the way that these films moved ahead, we'll say, mm-hmm. um, I I would argue that uh, they started in Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi, uh, as he uh, he he made a lot of mistakes. You guys, a lot. Tell us a about lot, it. A lot, a lot. Jared, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, I don't want to say that. Um, so uh, he he as as a thing. Uh, it's very good as a as a singular movie. It's very good, mm. but but he broke a lot of main rules dealing with hyperspace and gravity in Star Wars, and uh, he basically wrecked Luke. I think why? I think he, I think because uh, is is Luke is Luke the kind of guy who's af- so afraid to act that he would hide? Is that what happens? Maybe I don't years think of it's PTSD that will get you there. Well, first of all, there's that. But second of all, it's not that he's afraid to act. It's that he is dealing with the intergenerational guilt of what the Jedis have done, which I think actually is kind of an interesting callback to Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, Mm -hmm. that he has decided, and I think it does actually come from a place of fear, but he doesn't recognize that it's fear, um, that he's decided that it's better off for everyone if he just disappears, which I actually think adds a lot of interesting dimension to Luke's character, where he's not just this, like, man-child who runs around being, like, kind of surprised by everything. Right, but but the, the point the point is, is that when we leave Luke, and then when we catch up with him again, mm. something's happened. Arguably, it should be pretty interesting. And, you know, I think uh, finding out that your nephew has become an evil bad guy would do that. Like, that's that's definitely not good. But, um... Uh, I don't mind that the original three, like, dealt with aging in many different ways. Like, so basically Han has not done anything different with himself, and it has made him seem kind of avoiding and childlike in that way, I think. And Leia, like, yeah. grew right. and became more de- evolved and developed and has been sticking with this war effort the whole time. And Luke mm-hmm. just burnt out and was like, I gotta go, and this toll is too much. Mm-hmm. And I think I can see that in, like, the three different ways it affects people, you know, when they're, like, 25 doing this. Yeah, and, like, I think that's a, a decent justification, but I, I think that, you know, I my, my concern when watching it, and the thing that bums me out when I watch it, is the fact that Luke was supposed to be, you know, this this new entry into the this whole new, you know, second wave of Jedi, if you want to call it that. And uh, there's so many other examples that have been made that are much better at this, that, like, really explore, like, what it feels like to, like, deal with raising these new Jedis and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what, like, they did it. They just skipped over it. Yeah. Right? And I wonder why we didn't just see that happen, right? Because it would have been so much more impactful if 
Kylo had been with Luke, and then he sacrifices himself after they've been, like, we get to see all of this happen. Like, if we saw the whole thing about Luke trying to kill Kylo and all of that, you mean? Yeah, like, 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 if that had not been a footnote, but instead, like, like, instead of the end of that sort of being them running away from each other or whatever happens, we don't actually know. But if that was the end of it, that now is much more meaningful to me. You know, the, the, I think. the days are not done. They might just find a way to, like, in 20 years, <laughs> squeeze in some a trilogy between the Rich Tridge and the Sequel Tridge. Uh, and do- well, and uh, that's true. But um, Disney has said that they are, like, they're distancing, distancing themselves from these three movies. Mm-hmm. They are walking away. Because it didn't work. I mean, if it... It, it just didn't work. Well, especially the way the last one was received. Like, I know there was a lot of controversy about the second one, mm-hmm. um, but I think especially the third one was pretty much Ugh, The Rise of Skywalker everyone. ended just with a clunk. It was so uh, rough. Just like, um, okay. But I, I just want to go quickly back to what you were just saying, Jared, because I think it's so interesting. And I don't know. I think this is like a fundamental difference that we have is like you – and tell me if I'm wrong – Sure. You have problems with The Last Jedi because it is so different from many other Star Wars movies. And one of the things I really like about it is the the different kind of perspective it has from a lot of different star mm-hmm. from a lot of the other Star Wars movies. And I think it it was so interesting to have that whole thing of Kylo's perspective on what happened with Luke and Luke's perspective on what happened with Luke and this whole idea of you know, where that line of, like, good and evil is and the complexity Mm -hmm. of that situation. And to me, it's also that thing we talked about with the prequels where it's so much interesting because it's mysterious and unknown and because we haven't seen everything happen. So, like, not having known that that happened and then having to kind of grapple with, like, Kylo's version, Luke's version, to Mm -hmm. me, that's so much more interesting narratively. Right, but again, like the it's 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 the whole thread of of what are you doing to the characters? Mm. Because the the issue is not the issue for the Last Jedi is context, mm. right? Because as a st- if that's the only movie you had ever seen, I think you think it's pretty good. Yeah, like absolutely, Ryan Johnson is very talented. He's a very good writer. You know, motivations made sense throughout. Like the that in particular installment, it really worked. But I mean, like, has, you know, like, has Luke lost all that wisdom and no one's going to show it? Like, you know, like he, in theory, has, you know, generations of all these teachings and things. And I know he's alone. Like, it's a, but, uh, you know, you're like, it it just seems like such a, a twist on things. And I think it's a part of this, like, need that they had to basically reinvent the previous three. Mm. They did it. They did it in the Force Awakens. They tried to keep doing it in the Last Jedi, and then in the Rise of Skywalker. They just did it again, wholly. Yeah. They rebooted. They rebooted themselves mm. essentially. And uh, my feelings are that the Rise of Skywalker is the better Star Wars movie, but it should have been across the span of three movies. Yeah. It should have been three movies long. I don't know, man. <laughs> the dialogue is so clunky and like rote and like I feel like we didn't engage with any of the I mean I guess what you're saying like yeah if it was stretched out there would have been more space but like mm-hmm. I don't know oh it's got a lot of problems I'm oh, not man. like yeah but I mean you know you're in an established universe and you start to make changes that greatly affect how that works but okay what are these other changes that Ryan Johnson made like, like, so the, 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 the big one that everyone was mad about, which is actually a small, is the whole tracking and hyperspace thing, mm. because that's a big no-no. That's right. a big don't, right? Like, that's a big, and, uh. That it's just not possible, the, or what? Yeah, that's the, it's, the, the deal is, is that if you can make it to hyperspace, you're out, right? Mm. That's always been the, the long, that's the, you, it's forever been that thing. Um, and, uh, they, in the canon now, they've undone what he did. They've said, no, no, like, that's not a thing. That's, that's not how any of this works. Um, but, uh, I, I, I think, you know, he, he went a direction with it and he took a risk. And I think in some ways it did pay off. Um, I really thought the casino planet was dumb Mm. in what was happening, but I would have watched that otherwise. Like if, if they weren't, 
you know, if it wasn't like, oh, they're in this, they're running away right now, and we're doing this other thing, like, that just didn't make sense to me. I don't know what you guys, as well as the timelines not lining up of Ray and Luke. Like, she was either there for two days or three months, and I don't know. Yeah, the timelines were tricky, like, and like, yeah, even yeah. just mm-hmm. like, we have half an hour or whatever before our gas runs out, and then they're like, no problem, we'll go to a planet, we'll find this man, he'll give us these yeah. codes. And I was like, this is going to take you forever. <laughs> and, like, my my main comment is that it's a good story. It's a great story. It's just not a Star Wars story. Mm. Uh, and then to completely just destroy it in the next installment is just wild. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's so It was so strange to me, the way they just erased whole... Yeah, J.J. should have just tried you know? to... Tried to make it work. Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. But I think killing Luke Skywalker was the big, like, no-no. Like, that was, the, like, the, the thing that they couldn't do, you know? But um, why? Be, uh, dude, I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think it's justified. I don't know that, I don't know, I don't understand as a fan of this stuff how we get from the return of the Jedi Emperor, or Luke, sorry, to the the man that we meet in these movies. Hmm. And, like, it's it's interesting, like you said, like, I want to see how he gets there, but the way they presented it, like, it's just, it's just, I think it's just not enough for me. And, uh, I think a lot of people feel that way. Did you feel the same way about Obi-Wan? Between the, like, between the original trilogy and the prequels, the way he's different? No. No, not at all. Because it's like, it's like a, par- it's a total parallel arc. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I completely agree. But I mean, like, I think it might have been more, you know, if Luke was on that island and, like, the person who was coming to seek the information had to fight him and he was just there to guard it, like, if that was his whole purpose, like, that fits much more into the lore of what we're doing here. Because the issue is that if Luke is afraid, he's completely fallen, right? And so he now has to be redeemed to do this whole thing again. It's but, very un-Jedi is the issue. But that's the whole thing. Is It's not that he's afraid. It's he, is, that he absolutely is. But yes. it's it's that he's he doesn't believe that the Jedi need to exist. Like, he doesn't... He, he's basically saying, like, this was all wrong. Like, it's... Right. Yeah, I don't... I think we're kind of yeah. looking at it differently it's, because, to me... It's so much more interesting than if he was just the same Luke Skywalker fighting with the Rebellion. Right, and I I do agree with that, but you've got to, like, I need to see the things that back it up. Hmm. See, and that's where we differ, is because I don't, and I think it's more interesting if we don't, actually. But I think that's why people are upset, Mm because, like, these have not been well-received. No. Right? Like, Like, it's, like, like, I don't know. People who are new to it, I think, like what they've seen. But people who are... I don't like, think that's like, a fair like representation. Me. I don't think it's only new fans who like the new trilogy. I think there uh, are I lots of long-standing fans who still find it enjoyable, but... I don't know. I mean, I still like it. Mm. More Star Wars is good. Like, I'm not... Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I think what they did to Luke, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's just really a strange decision. Mm. Again, within Star Wars. Hmm. So, you know, they could he could have gone out in such a better way. Come on, um, what uh, what are these movies missing, you guys? What what is the thing we we've already alluded to some stuff uh, with relationships, but what like uh, you we've now seen nine movies. Do these three fit with the other six? Hmm. To me, Palpatine like is so toothless. Really, like it's kind of like. The real enemies are, like, yeah, like, Kylo and, like, inner turmoil and stuff. But, like, when they finally get to the big boss, he just is that the same old, same old, like, cloak over creepy face and then his, like, lightning. Yeah. And he's killed immediately. He's very easy to kill, like, seemingly. He just, like, it seems like such an anticlimax when they finally get to Palpatine. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know. I, I just would like a more ominous bad person Mm -hmm. and again it's the whole thing of like if you're gonna do the palpatine thing he's gotta be in the first one right 
Right, like you can't, you can't just not the Snoke's have them show up. Yeah, like like <laughs> that was very clever. That was good. You know, like it just, it just it, they're they're rewriting themselves as they're going, and it's just really hard to deal with. Yeah, like it, like it's just a bad. It just makes for bad movies. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think um, I think that's it. I think to me and. I'm kind of arguing with myself about whether sure. how much this was present in the in the like um, original trilogy, but I think kind of a, like a more I I don't feel like it's super consistent in terms of like the political workings of the universe, and mm. not that it has to be like super realistic or you know like I think a lot of people would think it was boring if it was kind of an in depth look of at the political workings. But it, that I, to me kind of just falls away, and it just becomes this like well, it's the First Order, and they're the same as the Empire, and, like, it's not really clear what this, like, why it's happening, or what's happening, Mm -hmm. or what it means for everyone else in the galaxy. So all that stuff, I think it would be, like, a little bit more compelling if you had a sense of, like, the bigger implications of that, rather than just, like, we're the good guys, they're the bad guys, now we're having a space battle. And Mm -hmm. that, to me, is actually one of the things that's interesting about the casino scene, is it gives you this kind of context of, oh, the, this is this, like, rich elite living in this very peaceful, distant way while literally, like, exploiting orphan slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gives you a bit of that sense of, like, okay, this is sort of, like, some of the other stuff that's going on in the galaxy as a result of this war. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of going back and forth mm-hmm. on whether that's, like, an essentially Star Wars thing or just something I personally would have found more interesting. But, but and again, like... I want to explore that too. Like, I think that's an interesting theme for all of this to go into. Mm-hmm. But is it like during the car chase? Is that the time to have that conversation, mm. or should they have all talked about it? And then we should have seen that in the first movie. Got that character a movie ahead of time, and now you know we can deal with her life in a mean- more meaningful way. Mm. You know, it's not just like, well, I mean. It, it's it's hard to talk about because everything keeps coming back to this person is now just Hawks is just a, a blip that didn't really matter apparently and for a while he spoke a lot mm. right like that's that's it there's no story there right there's no resolution there's no you know like the fact that he didn't fight Kylo in this last movie mm-hmm. is mind blowing to me yeah right like I just don't like they ran out of time clearly but I anyway like okay Donald Gleason and Oscar <laughs> Isaac together since they were also an ex machina. And yeah. they played in hilariously different characters. <laughs> so different. Incredibly different. Uh so uh with that being said, do you guys have anything to add before I ask my last question? No. Babble Freak. Babble Freak. Babu. Uh, <laughs> uh, do, do you guys like Star Wars? Do you guys like Star Wars? Babu. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I do like Star Wars. I'm a I'm a freak for Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you guys like? What do you think of? So we've we've talked about all three trilogies now. Where do you rank them? For me, I think it's original trilogy, new trilogy. Even though it's a hot mess, see prequels. Dang. Really? Dang. Yeah. Because I enjoy. There's more that I enjoyed from the new trilogy, even though they're That's a hot fair. mess. Yeah, yeah. I? I guess I'm kind of the same. Even though if we broke it down to individual films, I feel like, uh, I feel like maybe things would be a little different. But mm. yeah, the yeah, I think that's probably where I land as well. Interesting. Okay. And what well, are you? What about you, Jer? I I'm the correct order, which is <laughs> which is is two one three, obviously. Yeah. Two, mm. one, the, three. Thanks for everything. The, the older, the older, the better. When it comes to this, to this kid. Um, Classic. All right, all right, you guys. With a few minutes we have left, I uh, just have one more other question, and that's what you watching. Yeah. Um, mine is quick. Mine is Beetlejuice the Musical, um, which is uh, it was in twenty eighteen musicals when it first hit the stage. And its final performance was March of this year because of COVID, Avi. Um, and it's just like an incredible take on Beetlejuice the movie. Uh, and the set is like more amazing than you would expect. It's like gothic, funhouse, trippy, like very, you know, the same visuals as like the film. There's like the 
Um, the visual effects look amazing. Like a hand like reaches out of a food tray and grabs someone's face. And there's a huge like that sand snake that is operative. It's like it looks amazing, and also the music is super fun and energetic. And I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot this week. And also, I really miss musical theater, so that's why I'm really into it. <laughs> cool. Sonia? Um, I watched a little movie this week that I I don't know why I never watched before called Logan Lucky, um, which oh, is yeah. Adam Driver, Channing Tatum, and um, Daniel Craig. And it's this, like, just wild, madcap, um, like, prison break, uh, not bank, but, like, <laughs> race robbery. <laughs> that yeah. sounded weird. Uh, oh like, <laughs> NASCAR robbery. Um set in West Virginia where they all have wild accents and like it's actually really good I don't know it's Steven Soderbergh so like I guess we knew it was gonna be good but um I think it's from 2017 it's really it's it's not what I expected at all I really enjoyed it oh yeah it was was crazy no it was good and he has one leg or one arm um Adam Driver has or lost part of his arm in the Iraq war um yeah Yeah. and uh, there's a lot of gags about his prosthetic hand (laughs) it's true yeah no that's good stuff uh, I watched um, Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. Ooh. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, no. what'd you think? Uh, it was it was pretty good. Mm. Um, it's always the sci-fi thing, right? Like hardcore sci-fi is so cool it's boring, and uh, I loved that's it. definitely that's definitely a way to describe it. Uh, I always do like like you know making things about like a relationship with his dad, or you know it's a lot more interesting than mm-hmm. pew pews necessarily, but. Uh, in this case, I think it worked. Anyway, that's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, my co-hosts, Sonia and Sean, everyone at CJTR, and to our listeners. Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6, and rebroadcast Thursdays at noon. It's available as a podcast on CJTR's website, uh, and anywhere you can get a podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR, and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. My Electric is coming up next. See you next week. Bye. Bye.